Hello, everyone. I am doing a follow-up to the LinkedIn audio event that I hosted this Tuesday on December 19th. We were having some technical difficulties, so unfortunately, I had to change the link. Therefore, a lot of people were not sure where to listen to the audio event. So this is a follow-up to Holiday Stress and Unrealistic Expectations, Navigating the Season for a Healthier Mind. I want to make sure that I get this information out, and I hope that it's very helpful to anyone who's listening. I am Talea Dindi. I am a 12-year cancer thriver and a cancer doula, as well as a board-certified patient advocate. Dee Dee Hairston was so kind to join me for this event on Tuesday, December 19th. And Dee Dee is a mental health advocate, and she is the owner of Diva with Depression. She also has a podcast called Breaking the Mask of Depression. Dee Dee spoke about loneliness and grief during the holidays, and she shared a lot of great information about her experience with the holidays, spending them with her grandfather, how they had these wonderful and beautiful traditions, and how his passing really impacted how she views and feels during the holidays. To follow up to the information that Didi shared about navigating loneliness and grief during the holidays and really beyond, it can be challenging, but here are some things that you can do. You can acknowledge and validate your feelings. Don't suppress your emotions or bottle them up because they can actually make your feeling of loneliness and grief even worse. Make sure you feel those emotions. Allow yourself to feel sad, angry, empty. It is okay to not feel cheerful and festive. Talk to someone you trust. That could be a family member, a friend, a therapist, a grief counselor. Just talk to someone because that can give you a sense of support and connection, which is very important. The other thing that can be very helpful is writing in a journal. Expressing your thoughts and emotions in writing can really be helpful to process or work through your grief. The other thing that you can do to help navigate grief and loneliness is join a support group or volunteer. Connecting with others who understand your experience can be very helpful. So look for grief and loneliness support groups. Volunteer and help others who maybe having a challenging time as well. That can definitely help take your mind off of the hard times that you're having and focus on helping and caring for someone else. And most importantly, make self-care a priority. Now I want us to do a breathing exercise before I get into the cancer in the holidays portion. I think that getting in a more grounded place where you can receive the additional information that I have to share will be very beneficial. One breathing exercise or technique that I like to share with my clients because it's very easy, it's very quick, it's a way where you can, wherever you are, if you are feeling very stressed, very anxious, you can pause for a few minutes and take care of yourself and get yourself in a better place. It's called the box breathing method. Start by 
planting your feet firmly on the ground or the floor, and breathe in, counting to four very slowly. So breathe in, one, two, three, four. Hold your breath for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Slowly exhale through your mouth for four seconds. One, two, three, four. Now let's do that again. Make sure your feet are firmly on the ground or the floor, wherever you are. Breathe in, counting to four slowly. One, two, three, four. Hold your breath for four seconds. One, two, three, four. And then exhale through your mouth slowly for four seconds. One, two, three, four. And let's do it one more time. Breathe in, counting to four slowly. One, two, three, four. Hold your breath for four seconds. One, two, three, four. And now exhale slowly through your mouth for four seconds, pushing all the air out. One, two, three, four. Anytime that you feel very stressed, anxious, annoyed, anything that is affecting your central nervous system in a negative way, do this exercise as many times as you can and for as much time allows. It's important to pause and take care of yourself. I hope that you will keep this exercise in the back of your mind in your self-care toolkit Again, it's called box breathing. It's a very quick four-step way to get recentered. Next, I want to talk about navigating the holidays with a cancer diagnosis. I remember I completed all of my treatment, chemotherapy, and then radiation. I had completed everything at the beginning of December 2011. That was right before the very, very busy Christmas season. And I just remember when Christmas came around, everyone expected me to be happy, cheerful, all of these things that I was before I experienced cancer. And because I had just finished treatment and because I was starting to really dig deep into what I had experienced, I just wasn't feeling it. I wasn't very cheerful. I was happy to be alive, of course, but I was just trying to figure out what the heck just happened. I, I didn't feel well. I didn't feel like myself anymore. And I really had to take the time to explain to my family or try to articulate how I felt. I wasn't angry, but I wasn't excited or cheerful either. I was grateful, but I didn't really care for some of the things that I was experiencing physically and even emotionally, to be honest with you. 
This is where a lot of unrealistic expectations come in for people undergoing cancer treatment or even survivors who are not too far removed from finishing treatment. We know that navigating the holidays with a cancer diagnosis can be very challenging, adding layers to the stress and uncertainty to an already emotional holiday season. Family and friends are likely to have questions. Sometimes the questions are well-meaning but intrusive. They make outlandish comments, not even aware of what they're saying and how that can be making you feel. And all of those things wrapped up in a bow can be very uncomfortable. Let's talk about the unrealistic expectations first. I want to share some common unrealistic expectations and then address the realities. So one very common expectation, as I mentioned, is that cancer patients are expected to be able to power through their treatment once they're done, participate in all holiday festivities. This expectation was so annoying for me. Once the treatment ended, everyone expected me to be ready to roll the next day. That is not how it works. It took me at least two years to recover and feel 90%. The reality is that cancer treatment is physically and emotionally draining. People going through treatment may experience fatigue, nausea, pain, and other side effects that make it difficult to participate in all the usual holiday activities. It is important for you, the, the patient, the person who has gone through the treatment, to prioritize your health and your well-being and not feel pressure to push yourself beyond your limits. And you get to decide what those limits are. Another expectation is that cancer patients should be cheerful and optimistic during the holidays. The reality is it's perfectly normal for you to feel sad, anxious, or even angry. These are difficult emotions to experience at any time, but they can be even more challenging during a time that is typically associated with joy and celebration. You should allow yourself to feel whatever you are feeling, whatever that is, and not feel obligated to put on a happy face for others. It is not your job to worry about making other people feel comfortable with your illness or the feelings that they are feeling. Another expectation is focused on the caregiver. And that expectation is caregivers should be able to handle any and everything on their own and not ask for help. The reality, caregiving is a very demanding job, physically and emotionally. It's important for caregivers to ask for help from their family, their friends, community, whoever it is that they trust. They also need to make sure that they're delegating tasks, taking much needed breaks so that they do not burn out, just doing what they need to do to make sure that they're happy and they are getting their needs met. That is such an important thing for caregivers to do. Another unrealistic expectation is that caregivers and cancer patients should be grateful for everything, including their illness. The reality is, gratitude can be a very helpful coping mechanism. However, it's unrealistic for people to expect cancer patients and their caregivers to be grateful for their illness. 
Cancer is difficult and it's very challenging. And as I mentioned, it's okay to be angry, sad, or even resentful. And we cannot forget the trauma that caregivers experience right along with the cancer patient and the person that they care for, their loved one. Sometimes the trauma lasts much longer for the caregiver than it does the person, their loved one that they're caring for. So how do you manage these unrealistic expectations during the holidays? I believe the first thing is to communicate openly and honestly with your loved ones. Let them know what you can and can't do and what would be most helpful for you. Set realistic expectations for yourself and others. Simply don't try to do everything and be okay with things not going according to plan or how they have gone in the past. Sometimes you may have to just take things one hour at a time, one minute at a time sometimes. I know they say take things one day at a time, but when you are experiencing cancer or any major illness, sometimes every minute has to be broken down just to get through that day. Another very important thing to do is to be kind to yourself and others. Give yourself grace. It is a difficult time for everyone So try to be patient and understanding. I hope that you have found those tips helpful for managing unrealistic expectations when you or your loved one are going through a cancer diagnosis during the holidays. Now I want to talk about different ways to work through when it's the holidays, you are going through a cancer diagnosis, And family members and friends, they want to talk about your health. They may have questions or make comments that make you feel uncomfortable. Some of the ways to manage these situations are set boundaries and expectations. So be very upfront. You get to choose if you share your diagnosis openly or not with others. It's okay to set limits on how much you share if you do decide to talk about it. Some things that you can say are, I'm happy to answer questions, but I prefer not to talk about the treatment right now. Or you can even say, I'm not in a space where I feel comfortable talking about my diagnosis. Again, you get to decide what you share, if anything. Another way to set boundaries is to delegate information sharing. So what that means is if you're not comfortable talking directly to everyone, you can designate someone you trust to share the news and answer questions that others may have. One of the things that I really like to do with my clients is to prepare some form of talking points or script. That means having a few short sentences prepared for responses to common questions. This can help you feel more comfortable and in control of the conversation. Some examples of this are, I'm still learning about my treatment options. I appreciate your concern, but I'm focusing on my well-being right now. Or, it's okay, I'm handling things the best that I can. 
When addressing unwanted comments and questions, be direct and kind. If someone asks an insensitive question, you can politely redirect the conversation. For example, you can say, I understand you're curious, but that's not something I'm comfortable talking about right now. You can also change the subject. I call this the dip and pivot. If the conversation is making you uncomfortable, shift the, the focus to something else. You could say something like, I'd love to hear about what you've been up to lately, or let's talk about something else for a while. The other option to help you prepare and better work through these difficult questions and comments is to seek support. If you're struggling to cope with insensitive questions, schedule some time with me to come up with tools and strategies to work through these things. Talk to a trusted friend, family member, or even a therapist. We can all offer support and guidance on how to handle these situations because knowing what to do and what to say before it happens can really reduce your levels of stress tremendously. Some other things you can do are to focus on your comfort and well-being. That looks like prioritizing your health or prioritizing yourself. Don't feel obligated to attend any and every holiday gathering or participate in activities that might be too tiring for you. It's okay to take the time for yourself to focus on you and your recovery. Now, this tip might be fun and can add some excitement, and that's creating new traditions. So instead of feeling pressure to follow old traditions, create new ones that are more meaningful and comfortable for you. That could involve crafting, games, hosting a smaller gathering with just you and a few friends or loved ones, watching holiday movies at home, surrounding yourself with people that respect your boundaries, making sure you get enough sleep, making sure you're exercising the best that you can, eating healthy foods, practicing relaxation techniques like the box breathing that we did earlier, and other deep breathing exercises, getting a massage, practicing mindfulness, meditation, yoga. Those are all different ways that can really help during the very challenging holiday season. Always remember that you have the power to manage your cancer diagnosis in the holiday season in whatever way feels best for you. Do not hesitate to set boundaries, communicate your needs, and prioritize your well-being. I'm curious to know, which one of these have you found helpful or you will implement in your own self-care? Feel free to comment below. Now I'm going to shift a little bit and talk about navigating cancer treatment during the holidays. Because, of course, treatment doesn't stop just because the holidays are here. It's important to continue on with your regimen if possible. On a personal note, I still was going through the side effects of treatment when the holiday season came around in 2011. I didn't have much of an appetite. I couldn't swallow due to the radiation that I had in my neck area. And so there were a lot of side effects that I was trying to work through and manage, which can be very challenging. Navigating cancer treatment during the holidays is a very delicate dance. 
of managing medical needs, the festivities that are going on, and in your emotional well-being. Here are some tips to help you find joy and balance. Plan your treatment around the holidays if possible. Discuss potential scheduling adjustments with your doctor to minimize holiday interruptions. If you are traveling, make sure you have enough of your medications with you. Make sure you know how to reach your doctor or nurse if something were to happen. Make sure you know your health insurance information and you know what is covered. Talk about your side effects. That looks like discussing potential holiday triggers for side effects with your doctor and developing management strategies. Fuel your body. Prioritize nutritious foods and hydration to boost energy and your immunity. You may be around a lot of people during this time of the year. So when you are going through cancer treatment, your immune system is suppressed. Your immunity is typically very low. So you want to make sure that you are protecting yourself from colds, viruses, and things like that. Staying hydrated, eating nutritious foods, that can really help to build your immunity. The other very important thing you want to do is to limit alcohol and caffeine, which can make anxiety and stress even worse. And no one can ever go wrong with getting enough rest. Listen to your body. Make sure you are getting the sleep that your body needs to support your healing and your well-being. The other thing that's very important is to embrace flexibility. You have to go with the flow. Set realistic goals. Again, don't try to do everything on your own. Just focus on manageable activities. Delegate tasks. I know it can be hard for some of us, but it's very important to ask for help. Ask your friends and families so that you are not doing non-essential tasks that steal your energy. Be comfortable saying no. It's okay to decline invitations to parties, gatherings. It's okay. You always have to prioritize your comfort and your health. Sometimes saying no to others is saying yes to you. Actually, every time you say no to others, you're saying yes to you in your needs. Sometimes people just want to be alone or they want to do smaller gatherings. If you feel up to connecting with others, there's ways to do that also that can protect you from some of the stress. If you don't feel up to in-person visits, you can find creative ways to connect on video calls like FaceTime, Zoom, those kinds of things. By focusing on your well-being and embracing flexibility, you can navigate the holidays with grace and find moments of joy and peace because that's what it's all about. After hearing the tips that I've shared with you, if you would like to schedule a meet and greet call with me to determine if my cancer doula support services are a good fit for you, you can do that by visiting my website on the other side.life. That is on the other side.life. If you are experiencing some financial restraints, here are some free resources that may be beneficial to you. The first one is cancercare.org. They provide free professional counseling and support groups to patients and their loved ones. 
The other one is the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, LLS.org. They offer support and education for patients with blood cancers and their families. The other option is the National Alliance for Caregiving. That is caregiving.org. They provide support and resources for caregivers of people with chronic illnesses. The American Cancer Society, cancer.org. This organization provides a variety of resources, including transportation assistance, financial aid, and caregiver support. The other one is the Holiday Helpline. This is actually a phone number that you can call, and it is 1-800-662-HELP. 1-800-662-HELP. And the HELP is actually 4357. So 1-800-662-4357. The other resource that may be beneficial is the National Alliance of Mental Illness, that is NAMI, and they are NAMI.org. Those are some resources that may help you through the challenges of the holidays in any time you're experiencing difficulties with cancer or you're experiencing some mental health challenges. Everything that I mentioned are all great resources. And then, of course, you can always reach out to me if you would like my support as well. During the live audio event, one of the participants asked a very good question. And the question was something like this. What if I'm someone who wants to connect with other people, but I feel like when I go around my family, my friends, I look different. um, I have certain eating restrictions. I'm not feeling my best. And I simply feel like a burden to others or even feel unwelcome at times. I don't want to be the Debbie Downer of the group, of the party. One of the things that really stood out to me was the insecurities that this person was feeling because of their appearance, their their eating or nutrition changes and restrictions. And they felt like, in a sense, this was a barrier to them actually being around others and celebrating with others. So I just want to give a couple tips on how to manage those kinds of situations. All of those things together can really make someone feel like they are a burden or they're an outcast. And I think it's important for people to know that this question was asked because I'm sure a lot of people out there may be feeling the same way. I want to start out by saying that it's completely understandable to feel like a burden or an outcast at a Christmas party or any social setting when you're navigating cancer. I'd like to remind you that your feelings are valid and it's crucial to take care of your well-being. So here are some ways to handle feeling like a burden. First of all, know that you're not alone. Remind yourself that your presence is desired and valuable. Communicate with your loved ones. Let them know that you might need support navigating the party. Consider having someone who understands your limitations accompany you. Again, it's a time to set boundaries and take breaks. When it comes to handling food preferences, there are some things that you can do. 
And that is being prepared. Before the party, let the host know that you have some dietary restrictions or preferences due to your treatment or health concerns. Suggest or offer alternatives. If there are certain dishes that are challenging, don't feel obligated to eat them. Bring your own dish. It's about the company, the conversation, and the atmosphere. So try to enjoy it as much as possible without getting into your head too much about, you know, how you may be making other people feel uncomfortable. You have the right to participate in holiday festivities on your own terms if you choose. Always plan ahead, communicate openly, and focus on what brings you joy. I hope that you have found the information and the tips that I've shared to be helpful. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen in. If you joined us on Tuesday, I want to thank you as well for joining us and sticking around through our technical challenges with uh, the LinkedIn audio event. Always remember to practice self-compassion. I hope this information will help you overcome the stress of the holidays. If you have any questions or you want to connect with Dee Dee Hairston, she is a mental health advocate. You can find her website at divawithdepression.com. That is divawithdepression.com. And all the ways that you can hear Dee Dee's podcast and reach out to her can be found on her website. Again, if you want to learn more about me and the work that I do, you can visit ontheotherside.life. Again, that's ontheotherside.life. And there you will find more information about my services, about my podcast, Navigating Cancer Together, and so much more. Make sure to take care of you. Make sure you are expressing what your needs are. I wish the very best for you and your family during this holiday season. I look forward to seeing you in the comments. Take care. This episode of Navigating Cancer Together is sponsored by On the Other Side, a cancer navigation enterprise that offers emotional support to individuals and families affected by cancer. Their cancer doula can guide them through the healthcare system and help them mindfully navigate cancer so they can reclaim their lives. If you want to learn more, visit ontheotherside.life and book a meet and greet today with a knowledgeable cancer doula who has faced cancer and made it on the other side.